On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, we break down the Bears' embarrassing loss to the Vikings. Are there any words to say just how horrible this offense is? Guess we're going to have to find some because we are supposed to do a podcast. All that and more on episode 20 coming up now. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Dan Collins here with my buddy and co-host Joey Gelman, who you could find on Twitter at Joey Gelman. You can find myself on Twitter as well at Tweet Dan Collins. The show on Twitter at Believe in Chicago, and where you found us earlier. Um, we could have, you know, watched the game together all, all, all as a big happy family, that Bears game, because you need some kind of entertainment when you're watching this team. I don't know what the hell that was. Joey made a joke on Twitter, speaking of social media, uh, just saying that we could re-ear one of our last shows because it's the same old song and dance. And here we are again, finding ourselves on the dance floor to discuss it all. And what did you expect? I mean, I think I'm trying to remember uh, your score prediction, Joey. It's I think it was uh, you had one of these teams in the 20s. I remember that. I think what did I have it at 17, 14, 21, 14. So who cares? Whatever. Long story short, it was a low scoring snooze fest, especially towards the end. And one of the biggest takeaways I had watching this game on my couch because we always like to put ourselves when we're behind the microphone like to put ourselves in the mindset of the average fan watching the game it had the tone of your typical chicago beers matchup dominant defense perhaps going to save the day the patterson return to start things off for six and then the extra point for seven the only beers touchdown of the day on special teams Nothing else touchdown-wise on offense. Thanks to a Khalil Mack interception in Vikings territory, they were able to score three points there as well. But if you take away that defensive piece of greatness by Mack and this special team's greatness by Patterson, you get three points on offense. But we won't take them away. We'll keep them there, and we'll still only have 13 points on offense. Nick Foles, we won't you know, keep the lead low here. Who knows when we'll see him again? Because <laughs> you, you know, nasty scene there, very uh, late at the end of the game there, right before things wrapped up, uh, a minute under a minute to go in the game, and Nick Foles is being you know carried off the field via stretcher, and here we go. I I, I don't even know, like Joey said, there, there's I guess we we'll try to find words along the way to put this all together um, in some kind of thoughtful conversation which i'm sure we'll have joey but that's just my initial take of this is what the hell like (laughs) it just got bad i mean it got really bad and you knew the optimism in this team was way out was way out the window like there's there was no no more super bowl aspirations in, in this town there was no really true belief that this team was going to make it even a, you know, any kind of deep postseason run, whether it be out of a division, a wild card round, divisional round, you name it. But still, use this word last week, and we've been using it in this town to describe the Bears regression. And the more and more they regress, the harder and harder it's going to be, no matter what you do in the offseason, to turn it around. And that's where things are starting to get ugly. 
because things are starting to regress at a very alarming level. And this is what you're left with, just nonsense on offense where you can't get anything going. But I'm sure you still enjoyed yourself. Sure, you enjoyed the game and whatnot. Of course. I'm back in Chicago for the weekend. For the week. We had some we had some pregame ribs, homemade. It was a whole it was a beautiful scene, except for the thing we watched. Everything else was was I would say that's probably the best part of the of of the game experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was my my dad and I joke because normally we'd be at these games and and it's always like for the last couple of years, like the tailgates have been better than the games. Like having a skirt steak, getting drinks, going whatever, and it's like that shouldn't be the the case and and here we sit and and it's just it it was an absolute disaster i mean it, it, we but we told you that last week we said they're gonna have yeah. to score another way that's not on offense and that's literally the only thing they did on a quarter patterson 104 yard kickoff return but i i i think the biggest thing is is you look at this team now and you can't blame matt Nagy anymore offensively for this and that sounds well, weird because we have we have bill laser up there today in one of those little boxes right on the right i know that's not where you were going with it but but yeah, but, but that's just but I actually joke, but I that's joke. just it it's it's it, it's the idea of you had neggy out of the picture today and as a head coach and you saw even with bill laser in there this team is simply not good it, 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 it's fully clear on display now, and the whole nation saw it tonight, of no matter who's calling plays, your players aren't good enough to, to, to win you a football game. And it's it's really sad where we sit now. The second you went down six at the end of the game, you said it's over. There's no way they can score a touchdown. There's no way in hell they can score a touchdown. And and, and we've seen a lot of bad Bears offenses. I mean, you, you could list them. I don't think I've ever seen something this bad and this broken ever. I mean, this is this is laughably, embarrassingly horrific. I, well, it's it's funny you say that because my father as well was texting me during the game and he he said the same thing and we talked about this last week. This is and I I know especially with sports sometimes you can live in the moment, but it's true. Like it's hard to remember, and we've seen a lot of bad Bears offenses. It's hard to remember an offense that was this bad, even in, in in recent memory. And you know what's weird? That just pops in my head right now. And I went to the whole Wikipedia and the Google to look some things up. You go back to 2018 and that 12 and four year for the Chicago Bears, where if we if you know Parky doesn't miss a field goal there to end to, to end the Eagles or to to put push the Eagles in the next round or winning the Super Bowl that year, right? Remember, everybody's all saying, "Oh, that was our year that year, 2018." And they messed it all up. But how, at least offensively, do you take that roster they had in 2018, and now you just fast forward a couple seasons, and the offense just got dramatically worse? I mean, that's why the following year and this year there was still high enough hopes for at least a decent playoff run because you didn't see the offense regressing that poorly. I mean, you were optimistic if you really bought into the whole Matt Nagy, Mitch Trubisky 2.0 thing and everything's really picking up now. But still, Mitch Mitch has been out of the picture for a few weeks now, so you can't blame the whole entire Bears offense being held back because of him and his poor quarterback play. And drafting the wrong guy and what have you, so you turn you turn it over to Foles. 
and the majority of it is still on Nagy's play calling, maybe a little bit more in the offensive line. Nagy's not calling the plays today. Offensive line is still bad. Offense as a whole is still bad. So, But I'm just trying to think, like, what happened? What happened from just a couple seasons ago on offense? You're only talking two seasons. <laughs> what happened to now your bottom three in every main category? Whether it be the passing game, the run game, or the point totals. They can't even put up three touchdowns a game. What happened? I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out now is... It's a real question, yeah. (laughs) How did they regress this poorly? I mean, you look at guys on the offensive line from that year. I mean, the main guy's still around. You you look at the Cody White here. It's like, the offensive line is terrible. They They don't give any quarterback, whether it be Mitch, whether it be Foles, nearly enough time. But where was that flaw in 2018? I don't know. I th- I think they just kind of overvalued everything. I think they saw an ascension in Mitch Trubisky that was like, all right, this guy was at a decent year, Pro Bowl alternate. Um, he can only go up. The problem is he didn't, and the rest of the team didn't. And, and you, you have a scenario where Ryan Pace didn't keep his promise. He said, no matter what, I'm drafting a quarterback every year. And he didn't do that. So you didn't have a backup plan when, when Trubisky started to fall off. When you have an offensive line, you've overvalued for years, and having a, a Charles Leno on the left mm-hmm. side, and and it just you didn't you didn't draft more linemen. You've drafted two linemen in five or six years, and one quarterback, and everything else was defensive, and Roquan Smith, and all that, and Eddie Jackson, and and it, it's it's great, but yeah. I I they just stopped investing in a well-rounded line and a well-rounded offense, and it kind of I think overvalued. The system again was what we talked about last week. It's, this was this was only going to get better because they're going to learn the playbook, and you're going to really sync everything up and bring it to the next year and be better. And it just it didn't happen. It turns out the system advanced, the players didn't. They didn't. They didn't go yeah. together. But I don't have a perfect answer for you. It's the same question I have of how can Ryan Pace build a Super Bowl defense and have the worst offense in the NFL right next to it? Same talent well, evaluator. I don't know. Yeah, and unfortunately, which you still could have seen it, not seen it coming. And, you know, it's terrible to to word it this way, but let's think about a key factor on that offensive line. Kyle Long, whose career had to be cut short due to injury. I mean, if all worked well and he was able to stay healthy, unfortunately, he wasn't. You still have him in Chicago to this day, right? Being maybe not necessarily an all pro offensive lineman, but still a, a, a very serviceable guard you would have expected here in the 2020 season that due to just terrible injuries, career cut short. And then, like you said, overvaluing guys maybe like James Daniels and Charles Leno. And, but still, where, where was that terrible play by them in 2018? <laughs> like, where it's as bad as it is now. Like, I don't, I don't understand how the offensive line got that much worse from 2018 to just here. And it's not even just the offensive line. Now you think about the run game and, and in 2018, you kind of did have that lightning and thunder trio. I know it was a lot of that mark. You know, it's a lot of Chicago bears marketing there, but you had the, the Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen who complimented each other quite well out of the backfield. That was for the most part done in 2019 because he just didn't want to go to Nagy didn't want to go to Howard anymore for whatever reason. So you, you, you took, you took away that kind of system they had going and that's not, that's not even close to, you know, where the problems stem, but still it's, you look at just what the differences are 
on offense from just a couple seasons ago? What what dramatically changed to where they're this bad? To where they almost look like a, a semi pro offense out yeah, there. Yeah. And I think it also stems to, you know, what we see with the Packers every year of Aaron Rodgers covers a lot of holes for that team and has never had a team besides the one year he won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. properly invested in around him. And I think they were hoping that Trubisky would become this elite talent. Not that they wanted to not surround him with pieces, but it would make it, it would make it easier. And then when he didn't become that, everything else got worse. And the running back situation is nothing to forget about because it's clearly not working now. And you just sit here closer I, you sit here closer to a rebuild than a Super Bowl. And to say that two years after that playoff run is shocking and really depressing. When when you have an offense that scores as little points as they do, or as negative one yards of offense in the third quarter, like that's almost too hard to even accomplish, right? And you just sit yeah. here kind of looking at this game of like, you just want to throw up watching it. I mean, it's like there's 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 nothing you can gain from it, and you're just again wasting another defense. And I know it's the same tropes every year, every year, every week this year, but I I, I don't <laughs> every know every weekend, every year for the past couple seasons. I, I, I don't know what else to talk about anymore. I, I don't know how you fix it because it's clearly not working and you clearly overvalued Nick Foles because he's not very good either. Yeah. And, and 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 I don't know where you where you sit. Do you have to play Trubisky next week? You maybe. But losing four in a row in the NFL is not something to just shrug off a shoulder that's a that's a big deal and you used to be able to hide behind your five and one record now you're five and five and the two teams behind you are four and five with a game to play so last place bears you you could you could be in two weeks and that's a crazy concept and i'm not Not trying to be i'm not Not trying to be doom and gloom about it i don't want to be depressing about it but i i I don't have an answer for you in any of this if they somehow find a way to finish in last place in the division by the end of the season with this defense, that just goes to show you how awful right. things would be. And even if they don't end up in last place by the end of the year, I mean, still, <laughs> the fact that they're flirting with last place potentially within a couple of weeks just goes to show you where they're at, considering you just saw right now Monday Night Football in the past few weeks how dominant this defense is. That goes to show you exactly what you have on offense right the like, word you're throwing around a lot today joey is oh man no, no i just lost it <laughs> oh it's 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 just overvalued the basically the way they've been overvaluing certain players certain positions certain parts certain aspects of the offense i'm not trying to throw blame around here or anything like that but you who's in charge of valuing in the first place it's ryan, ryan pace office exactly so it leads you to think that the majority, and like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the blame game, but you start looking that direction now. Now that the season is going farther and farther down the road, and you really want to start figuring out where the hell this all went wrong, Mitch Trubisky, incredibly overvalued on draft day. Incredibly. Especially when you put him up against all the other quarterbacks in the draft. I don't even have to name them. There's more than even just the two that always get thrown around. Overvalued the world out of Mitchell Trubisky that day. And then you look at the way he overvalued the line. And not only that, the way they also try to fix the problem then, where maybe you should have been focusing more on the line and the real problem 
these past few years than bringing in maybe say targets and things like that for Mitch to throw at. You know, they they were thinking fan, like they were one step ahead of themselves. It seemed like we're trying to get the weapons for Mitch again and trying to get the weapons on offense that Matt Nagy wants. Start off with the line, <laughs> fix fix up front first because unless you have the men at the front fixed, the men in the trenches, it's not going to matter. You're not going to be able to to do much if you can't run block, if you can't pass protect. And who does that ultimately fall on? The general manager, which sucks because on the other side of the football, put together a heck of a defense. Fantastic. Hats off. Hat tip to Ryan Pace. Sorry, I'll cover my ugly hair again on the Skype. Um, hats off to him what he did on defense, but even look back to 2018. All the pro bowlers they had that year. They had two on offense, one being Cody White here. Great. Mitch Trubisky, who was basically that that late push in because I forgot what quarterback it was. What was it? Uh, was it Foles mate or who wasn't in the Super Bowl or play? whatever, but Mitch Trubisky wasn't necessarily supposed to be there. Ended up getting an invite and you had Tariq Cohen go as a punt returner. So special teams guy. My main point there is you had a ton of guys on defense go that year because the Bears had a great 12 and four year, but that goes to show you, Hey, we need more. We, we really need to bump this offense up because we don't really have any pro bowlers. Okay. Cody white here on the offensive line. Mitch Trubisky because he has some promise and because they just need to start filling up this Pro Bowl roster. And that was it. And, you know, you, you see what they try to do with getting some weapons around Mitch. But once again, it so many misses. So yeah. many misses on you didn't improve this offensive line. And we don't even have to. There's a position we haven't even talked about yet that also has been being missed on year after year. But maybe Cole Komet will help fix it. Tight end. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's Let's true. See. I mean, I, I think it's like competing philosophies, right? It's like on defense, Chuck Pagano's a great coordinator. So is Vic Fangio. But you completely zero in on who the player is on defense versus what scheme they fit. I know 3-4-4-3 like is important. I'm not trying to doubt that. But it's way more on Akeem Hicks is going to kill a quarterback or Khalil Mack going to kill a quarterback no matter what scheme they're in. And I feel like on the offensive side of the ball – they said, all right, we have some pieces here, but it's Negi who will unlock them that John Fox couldn't. And the reality was <laughs> that wasn't true. The players just weren't those guys that you thought they were. And and even in the John Fox offense, that was so boring. But yeah. they at least scored more. Scored a point. Yeah. This is Zero getting to the point of, of, of sheer ineptitude where you know the second they have the ball – they can't move it anywhere. And I don't know how you feel if you're on this defense. I, I mean, I, I would quit on this team. It, it's it's that bad. You and that's the where, worst team in the league, you're always in it because they're not correct. going to score. Right. And that's what scares <laughs> you about the rest of the schedule. But And, 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 and what's so angering is, is the defense about it because two weeks in a row, you've faced Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook and you did everything in your power to stop them. Everything right. And Roquan Smith is going to be a pro bowler. And yeah. everything is going to plan on that side of the ball. And there's just a fog on offense. And I, it's it's just so sad. And, like, what, what what do you look forward to each week now? It's like, okay, they have a week off. Then you play the Packers. Then you play, you know, and it just, like, keeps going. It's like, they're really going to put the Bears in another primetime game in two weeks? 
like well, i feel bad for the nation the to out of prime time out of prime time game <laughs> like i feel bad for like i have to watch this game because my heart and soul is for some godforsaken reason still in it but yeah. other people have to watch this shit too yeah you know, if you if you're listening to the to the show right now, and, you, and for whatever reason you haven't watched the game, which good for you if you haven't, you could tell that it was just a shit show out there, and just another whatever you would just throw all the throw all the negative terms out there for for what this game was. However, I don't know about you, but for a, a lot of that game, I actually thought the Bears were still going to sneak out with a victory. I really did <laughs> until it got maybe way toward the winding minutes of uh, the winding minutes of the fourth quarter, but. I just felt, okay, you start off the half by Patterson going 104 yards to the end zone, seven points there. I just, I'm like, offensively, like, they're just going to luck into a touchdown, whether it be a defensive turnover. And, like, I'm like, oh, they'll probably, like, they'll literally probably sneak out of here with the victory because they have to luck into some kind of offensive points, right? And it just never happened. They just didn't. They yeah. didn't even get a field goal. Like they literally got nothing. Right. On like offense. you knew at the end of the game when the Vikings were trying to kill the clock that this defense was going to stop them. It's a, that's a guarantee. Yeah. So you knew you'd have a chance, but you just couldn't do anything with it. And also, go ahead. No, hats off to the defense in terms of Derrick Henry, monster. Didn't right. Out. Okay. Yeah. You, you good performance against the Bears. Nothing fantastic. Nothing no. to write home about. Delvin Cook. Best running back in the in the league so far this year. You had a good game. That's about it. It's fine. Bears <laughs> Bears stuffed him a lot of times. Yeah, incredibly impressive what they were able to do on defense week in and week out. And more to your point, Joey, of how if you were on defense, you damn well quit on this team. They don't, and good for them. How I don't but, know. Uh, pride, fun as a unit. Sal- contracts, <laughs> you know, incentives, future contracts, yeah, yeah, stats. Yeah, I don't sense. know. I mean, there's plenty of things, I guess, that can motivate you, but it. I don't know. Um, it, it's weird because I, I just remember like the visual of even that Patterson return to to kick off the second half and er, Nagy players deep defense. Eddie Jackson, I think it was on the sideline, running all the way down as well and just rooting him on. And it's like you started with so much energy, literally like, right from the get go. Second half touchdown and then there was literally nothing less than nothing it was negative one i i i don't understand it it's it, i don't know i mean like i said there, there's so many questions it, right and, and it's funny i mean this literally became the whole dissect ryan pace show of the past few years and i i, I don't know it's it, you, like i said you just go back a couple seasons ago where this this was good. This was we were moving upward, and all of a sudden, like just this downward spiral. It's really just it's it's hard to wrap your head around. I mean, are you are you surprised at what you saw on offense? Sadly, no. Am I surprised on what I saw on offense? No. I mean, maybe a little when you start bringing up stats like negative one yard on offense. You know, for it's like that's crazy, but I uh, you still. Where it's getting now, and I think it's because it's getting later on in the season, I'm starting to, like, instead of looking, thinking big picture and always thinking forward about what do you do, I'm just getting so boggled on how it even got there. And that's where I started going, how do we get here in the first place? How did it get this bad? And how is it continuing to get this bad? And, and, and what do you do next week? I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it later on in the week, but 
now there's obviously questions in the air about Nick Foles. Can he play? Because if he can't play, can Mitch play? If Mitch can't play, you you have to start Tyler Bray? I mean, what's that going? What's that experience going to be like? You might as well just throw the white flag in from the start. I mean, there's you can't expect a victory out of that game. The Bears are going to be gigantic underdogs right. if that's the case. And it's going to start getting real weird real quick if, if that's what it is. And it, it would be hard to see me like think Foles is going to suit up next week the way yeah, he that, was that game. Ugly. So – if Mitch is healthy-ish, do you go back to him? You, like, you have just, to. It's, it's just that's what we said. The second they benched him, we said, <laughs> barring an injury, he's not playing. And sure enough, he's back. He's Probably back. if he's healthy enough himself. Well, what's the difference now? It was one thing when you told us in the beginning that Nick Foles is going to be this better quarterback. He's clearly yeah. not. So now it's like. What harm does it do you, whether he's hurt or not? It's it, it's clearly it, not working for four or five weeks in a row now. You might well, as well try but, something. Well, it just becomes it just becomes some kind of comedy show, though, because right. if you put Mitch back out there and he struggles as well, it's just this. It just becomes more of a, of, of a sitcom. Well, I think. At point. <laughs> well, I think you're already resigned to the fate that neither one of them is your answer. So now you just got to get yeah. through the season as best as best you can. But I, <laughs> I don't know what you do. They're. Yeah, they're 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 crawling to the finish line, and I don't, I I don't understand it. It's it's rough. I mean, there's if you're a bear, you know any Bears fan watching this game today, what what are you thinking? Oh, maybe we should maybe we should post it on, on Twitter. Like what there? What are you feeling now? I mean, what are your expectations of the team, or just literally how do you feel? Like where are you at right now as a Bears fan with? where this team is at it it can't be positive and there's so many flaws at the end of the day and this is what the narrative has somewhat been you know we're still writing the narrative of this season but part of what it is is that this team is just so bad on offense and talent wise there's just not enough talent there that it's just like Matt Nagy write off like yeah sure we'll see you next year like you didn't really do much for us, but like there's only so much blame we can give you. We'll see you next season. And quarterback wise, I don't Mitch, maybe you're back as a backup. Maybe you're not. Maybe we bring in some other free agent or draft a guy if we can. Who knows? Like it's just this blah. It's just becoming a the narrative is that this offense just all around from one man to the other is just awful. And, you know, it's there's one thing you do have, you, you have some decent, you know position players out there receiving but you know anthony miller fine Allen robinson great you know top he's, he's the number one type of receiver but you can't get the ball to them <laughs> mooney you, there, there's not enough plays where i mean he, he's kind of he's you know like your deep threat you can't get that that takes time to develop we don't have five seconds we don't we don't have time for three step drops five, so like they can't do that so those guys you can only use to a certain degree, depending on how the line is. And it's just bad. <laughs> it's just, it's just a whole lot of bad stuff from, from the Chicago bears. And I have a feeling that as this, as the season keeps going on, if it keeps getting worse and worse then what my trend is going to be is I'm going to continue to look back and back and just see how in the hell did this happen on offense? It's just getting so ugly. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't like to no, look at... No other word for it. No, I, I don't There's like to look... Plenty. Oh, plenty. <laughs> but 
No, I'd like to look at revisionist history, but it, it, it's I, I, I don't know where to look anymore because looking forward gives me no answers. I don't have – it's not like we're starting from bad and trying to get good. It's you hit a mini peak in 18 and then it's only gotten worse. And that's what makes it so difficult is because then expectations were reset. And now they're not even – let alone meeting an average expectation – not even meeting a mediocre. Like it, it's it's the trash expectation right now. I mean, it's it's bad. And, and even at Matt Nagy today, it's like, okay, so he didn't call plays. Well, your defense it kept didn't you. Matter. Well, yeah, right. It didn't matter. And your defense kept you in this game to where it's always close. And in the first half, all you have to worry about is clock management. And you're under a minute with the ball back or trying to get the ball back with three timeouts. And you let the Vikings run down the clock. You even try to stop the clock to get the ball back and score. And if you score there, you win the game. And I don't know if that's just a miss on Negi's part or if it's knowing there's no point because my guys can't can't score. And that's a really sad admission. But it's it just all these things are, are way under the microscope now because this team clearly isn't going where they're supposed to. And 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 like you said, like I don't like being that crazy in the moment the world's on fire but this world of the bears offense has been on fire for over a month and a half now and that's a big enough sample size to go this isn't working and we need to figure out a fix because i i i don't know how you move forward there are no answers because you don't have any quarterbacks that are going to be worth a damn next year and you're not going to be bad enough to draft one i'm not talking about like tanking and but it's just it's like you're really in football hell right now just kind of stuck it's weird to think that and once again i'm going to rewind the clock a little bit i'm sorry but it's just crazy to think that in january 2019 january of 2019 you thought this team was definitely good enough to make a postseason or Super Bowl run, January of 2019, this team could make or win this and or win the Super Bowl. We're in November 2020, and we're turning the TVs off. Lots of fans might not even want to watch next week. I mean, <laughs> you're just a difference of that. That's less than two calendar years. January 2019, November 2020, super realistic Super Bowl hopes. To you, you're not. You don't even want to watch this team, and you don't want to dedicate three and a half, four hours to this team on a Sunday or a Monday or a Thursday, whenever they play. You don't want to, and that's. I keep coming back to that is how quickly this thing went downhill, and now you look forward with that, and how long is it going to be until you can repair this offense? And the main question is that everybody's going to look at: Can you fix the problems on offense? before this dominant defensive unit their window is done because they're probably they might be at peak i mean you look at guys ages and contracts and whatnot this year might even have been the peak of the defense potentially even though they they also played out of their mind in 2018 but still how many more seasons left do you have with them being this dominant i mean look at they're trying their hardest to carry this shit show of an offense and they just can't anymore for the last four games. And it makes you think, holy moly, can we, how many drafts and how many off seasons is it going to take before we can fix 50 to 50 plus percent of a unit? A very important one in today's NFL. 
It's a scary thing to think about if you're a Chicago Bears fan, but it's where we're at. Damn those Packers. <laughs> right? Well, luckily, we all can get a week off next week and relax and watch real football. That's what's nice. Yeah. And the, and the Chicago Bulls here in the city could uh, make some drafting maybe. Who knows? Potentially. Think about what you just said, though. You're more, like, excited for a Bulls thing, which would never have been said. Are they allowed to draft a quarterback for the Chicago they Bears? They could. Sam, wearing a pick? shirt today. <laughs> there you go. Come on. Have them draft us a, a quarterback. Oh, gosh. Is there anybody anybody in the NBA draft to a multi-sport athlete? Maybe I'm we sure can't bring to Chicago one. and then trade them to the Bears somehow? Some kind of cross. That works. Cross-sport trade or something? I like uh, that. Yeah. We're, we're, it's going to take a lot of stuff to to get this team together. And I, I don't care what, what you get. What, what, the bye week going to fix this thing? No. No. You fix had our, you you fix our sanity. That's but. true. You had to win this game going into the bye. You could not do what they just did of winning, uh, of losing four in a row, going into a bye, and then having to play the Packers. Like you, you you're you're easily going to be five and six. And I'm not trying to like be that guy. I, I don't want to be that doom and gloom person. But I don't have anywhere else to turn now because I haven't been proven otherwise. There's not one glimmer of hope on offense that can that, that can I can I can point to and go, aha, see this worked this week. Even though they lost, this worked this week. Do it do it again next week, and you may find yourself on top. There isn't. You're you're arguably the worst offense in the league. Easily. Argu- are you yeah, especially with that defense who gets you on the field enough. Yeah, you can easily be could be considered the worst offense in the league. And if you're the worst offense in the league and you can't score points might find yourself in the basement of your division. It's amazing. Hmm? It's truly amazing. Well, I'm glad to know you had fun watching the game tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much. No, it's, this might be a, uh, I mean, where, the, where they're at now, would, you know, it's 500, it might be a sub 500 year when it's all said and done. And we, we've That's talked insane. about it many times on this show. But, That's insane. Five yeah. and one to go sub 500. That's insane. <laughs> I mean, Look at some of the ways they even got to the the five wins. And hey, a win's a win. Yeah, but a drop a drop ball in Detroit, you're already five and six. <laughs> four and, or that would be four and six. Yeah, yeah. And then there there was other bloopers along the way. The Falcons falconed, which like right. I said, Bears won. Other team didn't. You're five and five. That you know the reality of the situation is that is where you're at. But that's how that's how it's done. I mean, they lucked into a couple wins on the start. They survived a few weeks. Five and one is what it was, and five and five, and looking worse and worse. Like you said, you know, you have Minnesota and Detroit now, right there, just a game away from you, ready for the taking. And Green Bay just sitting pretty, sitting pretty, with still two games to go against this sorry ass offense. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's no team. If if you're facing the Chicago Bears, I don't even care how bad your offense is. Anybody's offense, you know, any team coming in to face Chicago Bears, like I said. You're always going to be in the game because even if their defense dominates you, what the heck is the Bears' offense going to do? Put up a couple scores at best, maybe. Like, but that's also the worst part for us is because the defense keeps you in the game, so we have yeah. to watch. If it, if it was thirty to nothing at halftime, I go, all right, go do something else in the last nice weekend of November. Instead, the defense keeps you on your couch. The Bears have scored 30 points once this year, and it was that game against the Falcons where they won 30 to 26. No other no other games where they scored 30 points. 
that's <laughs> you look at this four game losing streak, twenty four to ten, only ten points against the Rams, twenty three points against New Orleans, lost twenty six twenty three, fourteen points last week against Tennessee, thirteen points this week against Minnesota. Going to a bye, you try to figure it out, then you have to face Aaron Rodgers, like you said. Good luck. Right. Like, how many times do you see the Detroit Lions in the basement of the league, but they're putting up ridiculous offensive numbers? Like, bad teams can do this. Yeah. They can't. They literally can do nothing. Five, four. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the schedule now. Green Bay, Lions, Houston, Minnesota again. Jacksonville, Green Bay. I mean, to, to come off that bye week against Green Bay and then end the season against Green Bay, that there's just just a nasty combination. And then in between that, you have the Lions who <laughs> potentially beat you too. Houston definitely can. Minnesota already beat you. Jacksonville, maybe you get the win against Jacksonville. Maybe you sneak out one against the Lions again. Who I knows? like a Mr. But- Bisky Mike Glennon rematch if he gets to start for Jacksonville. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be fun. I mean, Man, can you imagine the Bears just being just the season just absolutely over by that point? And that's the game you not have to watch, can watch, I guess I will say. Um, I have a feeling that a lot of Bears fans are just they're they're just over this team this year. It is what it is. And if you are, you can't blame no one. This often sucks. Sorry. And there's there's nothing you could say or like if the Bears offense were to somehow miraculously turn it around. Obviously, we'd be shocked, but there's, it's just, it's, it's just not. But going they're not to going to. And even the way they scheme the game today, like, sure, did the offense look a little more in rhythm in the beginning? Okay, but then they still can't get anything going. They can't complete passes over the middle. All they're doing is lateral, lateral passes that get stopped behind the line. Like they go back to their yeah. old habits every week. Nothing, like, like it's third and ten, and you throw a side, a sideways pass to, to a tight end or, or to Guerrero Patterson. It's like. Go, oh, you go, didn't like that? Go forward. Go down the field. Like, it does nothing. No. No. That's where we're at. Like I said, <sighs> glad you had a good time watching, Joey. Always a blast. We, get, uh, we might do a, we're gonna do a special show later on this week, maybe. We'll tease that as well right now before we wrap up. Maybe a special show down the road for the fans. Yeah, we're going to try to join uh, the Believe in Bears podcast since they're Bears-focused only and uh, they're on the bye. We're going to jump on and talk a little Chicago sports uh, with Joey Christopoulos and, and Cameron Lee and get get a whole fun uh, cross-believe-in-Chicago-believe-in-Bears uh, show for the you. The hell so are we believing in? I don't know anymore. <laughs> so that'll oh, be boy. fun. Yeah, that'll be good. NBA draft. Yeah. All right. That's well, a, I think that's what we'll cover. <laughs> Gotta do something more exciting, because that at least gives you hope. We're going to leave on that note, on hope. So There we go. We'll see you guys again uh, on Thursday. We'll hopefully have uh, some breakdown for the Bulls draft. They picked number four on Wednesday. Um, So we'll try to bring some of that to you guys, as well as some Bears talk, even though we don't want to. And anything else that goes on, I'm sure there'll be some Tony La Russa story we'll find on on Wednesday at 7.59 p.m. And have to include that, too. So um, all that and more um, later this week. He's on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. I am on Twitter at Joey Gellman. The show Believe in Chicago Sports is on Twitter at Believe in Chicago. Like, rate, download, subscribe to our show, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. And uh, we're sorry it's kind of been doom, doom and gloom on these shows lately, but this Bears team is just making everyone really sad and depressed. And so we're here to uh, 
commiserate with you, I guess. So that that's the best uh, we can offer, and then maybe some hope with some Bulls talk. Yes, because Bulls talk is offering more hope than the Bears. Who the hell would have thought that starting this year? So we'll talk to you then. Until then, have an awesome uh, rest of your day and a good start to your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.